guys and welcome back to hey hun so i'm your host kiana and i'm so glad that you decided to join us again this week so last week our chat was a bit different but i would say it was absolutely necessary as usual our talks are never to offend but to always enlighten and i truly hope that that's what you're feeling And with so many growing horrors around us as of late, I feel that it is each of our duties to mitigate them by any means that we have. And at this moment, the mean that I have is my voice. Now, it may be a slight uncomfortable to have these conversations, but I was challenged once by someone um, to step up and have the hard conversations because they're necessary to heal and to move forward. Always. And I hear so many people, they ask the question, are things like this still happening in 2020? Or why are things like this still happening in the 21st century? Well, my answer to that is, I don't really think there's really been a real conversation, you know, but just expect people to do better because the information is out there isn't how we're going to get things solved. The info may be out there, but there are actual non-people of color that are superbly uninformed because the people of color that are speaking, they aren't listening. The non-people of color aren't listening. They aren't listening to the community, um, and the community has reached a point that now they're screaming and shouting, and those days of whispering and asking to be heard are now screams of demands. You know, in my opinion, you know, we've, we've come to a boiling point and that boiling point is, has absolutely been reached. And, you know, honestly, it's not someone else's responsibility to constantly teach or educate the next person. Sometimes that person actually has to and actually need to do their own research, you know. But I will say it is our job to understand, reason, and to love one another. And of course, you know, everyone may not be able to read it all or to learn it all. You know, not all at one time anyway. But small steps are still forward steps and forward motion. You know, like I said, you person can't do it all at one time. So hopefully I can help you a bit with the information here today and to help with those small steps. Now, I will say that if you're stationary, I want you to do an exercise with me. And if you're not, then make a mental note or think about this later, you know, and you can do it later, whichever works for you. So what I'd like for you to do is grab a sheet of paper, any sheet of paper you like, and just draw a line down the middle. And at the top of one side, I want you to write the word white. And at the top of the other side, I'd like for you to write the word black. Now, in the white column, I want you to write down about six or seven words that you think of when you think of the word white. Okay? And now, I want you to jot down the counter descriptions of those six or seven words that you had in the white column and write those in the black column. Okay? So you can pause and take a second right here if you need to, to get your thoughts together and um, to get those words jotted down if need be. But if not, we can keep trekking forward and I can help you with it. I can help you a little bit with the exercise. Okay. So 
A lot of people, when they think about the word white, they think of good or perfection. Okay, and then on the opposite side of that, if you think of black, you think of bad or dirty. Some people, when they think of white, they think of beauty. But once they think of black, they think of something that is tattered or ugly. Some people think white is the definition of purity and black is the definition of sin, uncleanliness. Some people feel that when they hear the word God or hear the word white, then they, they, they think of the word God. And when they hear the word black, they think of Satan or the devil. To some people, white means reason and, you know, understanding. And to others, if they hear the word black, it means irrational or over-emotional. In the white column, you may have thought of the word truth. And in the black column, the very opposite of that would be error, wrong, incorrect. White column, some people think of civilization. But in the black column, the very opposite of that would have to be, or I would say, would be savagery. So you see how they're actually just total opposites of one another. And the unfortunate thing is that's how um, people of color are seen in, in society. Now, if you need to take a breather right here, it's okay. Go ahead and exhale. You can go ahead and breathe. Because <laughs> I know that one was a little bit heavy. And, you know, it, it's heavy for people no matter if you are a person of color or not. But it's an absolute reality for a large number of humans on this planet. The reality of that list has left an entire culture of people with self, black self-hatred. And that leads me to my next point of the social looking glass theory. And that theory can be best described as society being your mirror and what society thinks about you is what you internalize. But I'm here to tell you that is absolutely not true. You are more. You are more than what any one person thinks of you. So much more. So much more. You know, in the 1970s, that was a turning point for um, people of color. There were um, the My Black is Beautiful campaigns and movements. But one of the most important movements was the development by an early black psychologist by the name of William Cross. And in 1971, he developed nigrescence. And to explain nigrescence is really simple. It only means the process of becoming black. And there are five stages of this school of thought. And we're going to touch on all five of them really quickly. Okay. So the first one is the pre-encounter stage. And in the pre-encounter stage, this is when you have a low emphasis on um, race or being black. And I try not to use that word race um, a lot. And I don't want to get a lot into that because the word race is really a social construct. But 
you know, it's a low emphasis on it. And there's not a real focus on, on race at all under the um, pre-encounter stage. You know, um, some people will experience the spotlight and anxiety. And when I say spotlight anxiety, it's when you're the only person of color in a white environment. Or when you are that one person of color and you make a statement, they people that are not people of color will think that you're speaking for your entire culture or they will um, ask you a question and expect your answer to apply to every person of color. And, and that's just that's just not so we know that. But, you know, it's, it's just not so. And I know a lot of people can relate to that one. Now, the second stage is actually the encounter stage. And here, a lot of people, um, when they feel this, when it's when they have a life-shattering racial experience, a negative racial experience, and they internalize that experience, and um, it, it's very hard, and it leads sometimes people to, to be stuck in a negative place. Unfortunately, and that's very unfortunate. It's a reality, but it's unfortunate. So let's move along to the third one. The third one is the immersion encounter. And this one is the most dynamic. Because in this one, people start to immerse themselves into a sea of blackness, kind of like a cultural safe haven, so to speak. You know, everything from hair color or hairstyles to the way that you dress and the way that you speak can be reflective here. And a lot of people will develop the mentality of blacker than now. And what I mean by that is that at no time have you been or felt more that you need to be more black than you do right now. That's that. That's what I mean by that one, you know. And then also under um, the immersion, a lot of people will will fall into the recycle, um, recycle of the emergence. And that's when you go back to the pre-encounter stage and you fixate on the black culture. So you see, you're just immersing yourself in everything black or African-American or African. Anything that has to do, you want to consume all of it. You want to read everything. You want to learn everything you can. You know, it's just all black all of the time and I am not saying that in a negative way please don't please don't feel that that's what I'm saying but I'm just trying to get you to feel that stage okay so if you need to take another breath right here you can you can breathe (laughs) we're almost there we're almost done so the fourth stage of nigrescence is the internalization and with internalization people start to understand themselves and they start to understand themselves culturally and they here they feel like you know it's not necessary for me to wear my culture on my sleeve because I know who I am I don't have to show you through my dress or through the way that I speak now if you ask me I want to let you know how proud I am but it's not it's not so put out there and it's not on at the forefront of every single thing that I do or that I say okay and lastly there is the internalization commitment stage 
it. Here is where instead of being, you know, all of the talk and, you know, all of the conversation, one will start to get involved in organizations that help the lives of people of color as well as the quality of their lives. Now, as you know, everything that comes out has a critique, and this is no different. The school of thought is no different. And the critique for this is that not everyone starts off in the pre-encounter stage. So if you haven't or you didn't, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to start at number It's not a test. It's not a pass or a fail. It really doesn't matter. But you don't have to start at number one. There may have never been a pre-encounter. Yeah, so, you know, I just want to say that there's a great deal of that of people of color that we have to process or that we have to try to process and work through on a daily basis. And we won't even get into the classism or the colorism issues that we have to go through. Okay, so now we actually can breathe because you made it through. You made it all the way through. (laughs) You made it through every single stage, all five. And keep in mind that this wasn't a sum it all up history lesson. You know, this was simply just to shed light and bring a bit of a bit more insight onto some issues. Now, what I mean by that is that we don't have to stop here, though. This was just a snippet. So we don't have to stop. We always want to keep learning. No matter if you're a person of color or not, this message wasn't just for one side. It was for everybody. And we all took the steps today to learn hopefully something new and something different. So now we can just strike out and make a few more, take a few more steps. All right, so I have one one last thought. Just one last thought before I let you go. You ready? You can't change your physicality, but you can change your mentality. You can't change your physicality, but you can change your mentality. That was really good for me. When I first heard that, it made me giddy inside. (laughs) Because you can just, it's, it's just so easy to change your mindset if you want to. If you want to change the way that you think, you can. Because as I say each week, you can work on you. And we all can control what we can control. And ourselves is the number one thing that we can control. So, I hope that this message has brought you some solace today. You know. So until next week, stay safe. Love hard and laugh loud. And don't forget to follow us on the listening platform of your choice and tune in each week for new episodes. Did you like the episode? I hope you did. Give it a thumbs up. And if you want to send us a message, please do. We would love to hear from you. So just go to anchor.fm slash so slash message. That's anchor dot fm slash hey hun so with five o's slash message 